Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Coming up in about 45 minutes, we will head out to Arrowhead. Going to hear from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, also Chris Jones. Playoff week in KC. We got our big playoff Pilsner beer release party Friday night out at Cinder Block Brewery. Third year we've been doing this. It starts at 6. The entire 610 crew will be there. Dusty will be doing his after-hours show starting at 6 as well. And uh, we'll have some good food from F325 Barbecue. Fantastic tailgate food. Uh, looking forward to that. Hopefully weather clears out and weather Friday holds off and all that. But we'll, we'll keep you updated. Uh, no matter what, I can tell you, the event's happening. So if you're wanting, like, the event is happening. We got confirmation yesterday. The event, I don't care what. Basically, we were told it, it's happening no matter what. So I'll be there. We'll be there. <laughs> well, Honestly, I live the closest. You maybe, live so close. Yeah, for you, it's not fantastic as Fantastic news for me. We'll see. We'll be monitoring the situation on uh, on Friday. Uh, monitoring all things Chiefs is our guy, Nate Taylor, from The Athletic, who joins us here a little earlier than normal with all the revised scheduling with the playoff week and everything like that. How you doing, Nate? Have you gone outside yet? Have you, have you tried to drive yet? Oh, <laughs> What's up, fellas? I've been driving all morning. Oh. Uh, it's been it's been excellent. Um, had a had an appointment uh, that I didn't uh, foresee this being the weather. Um, you mean three months ago know, when you booked it, you didn't know it was going to be a snowstorm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't know it was going to be a snowstorm. Um, but no, man, I, I've been I've been fine. Uh, the roads are pretty good. Everybody's. Um, you know, behaving themselves accordingly. I haven't seen you know, I haven't seen any wild, reckless behaviors uh behind the, the wheel of a car. But no, I've been I've been doing all right. I, you know, I got my coffee and um, you know, I'm here at the facility just uh eager to see um, you know, who's gonna practice, who isn't gonna practice. My assumption is right now that the team is probably gonna practice today indoors since it's still yeah. uh, obviously this is the heaviest that the, the snowfall should be this week. Um, and then hopefully, um, if everything goes according to plan, they'll have a chance to practice outside tomorrow and Thursday in preparation for a frigid uh, wild card game against the Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, the, you mentioned finding out who's practicing as well. I mean, timeline, Cody and I were talking about this. I mean, I, I, Saturday game, how, how is Wanya Morris getting cleared from concussion protocol by then, which means Donovan Smith hasn't played in, what, is it five weeks with this next stinger? Correct. I feel like Donovan Smith is going to have to play on Saturday. Um, and what's interesting about this is Donovan Smith participated in a practice early last week and then didn't for the remaining last two, I believe. So uh, technically, if my memory is correct, I think Donovan Smith was a limited participant on Wednesday, and then they sort of scaled him down um, because they knew he wasn't obviously going to play uh, in the season finale against the Chargers. So, um, again, we'll see. When it comes to Wanya Morris, um, you can make the argument that he was a better player over these last five games than the last five games you saw out of Donovan Smith. But of course he's never played in the playoffs and Donovan Smith has played in the playoffs. So again, it, it's, it's all very fascinating. Obviously we're going to monitor it as the week goes along, but in terms of the concussion protocol, um, this is going to be one of those, I mean, one year would have to sort of already 
be trending in a positive direction today, right? Um, because you do have to do the on-field activities. Your baseline has to stay, um, you know, pretty consistent uh, once you're in the protocol. And in order to get out of it, my belief is he would probably have to be cleared on Saturday morning, which means he would not have taken any real reps alongside his teammates, you know, like Otuni and Creed Humphrey. Like, you can do football activities, but that's usually on an individual basis um, as you're sort of ramping back up to get clear from the protocol. It doesn't necessarily mean that you are taking your normal amount of reps. So he, if he was available, if he did clear concussion protocol on Saturday, it would be one of those unusual circumstances where he really hasn't practiced the way he would normally do in preparation for the most important game of his young professional career. Nate, how big of a deal do you make about the weather thing as it relates to Miami? I mean, we can cite a million different stats. I think they're 0-10 in their last 10 games below 40 degrees. Tua's record isn't good in games below 40 degrees. We used to talk about this a lot with Derek Carr, but how hard is it for a team like Miami, a warm-weather team, to come into Arrowhead and play, and I think it's supposed to be minus 10-degree wind chill? Yeah, it's. this is going to be the coldest game I've ever covered, guys. Um, so when you start trying to get your mind right, and look, I know the field had a nice filtration system, right? It's not going to be what it was. And I always like to remind people, like, go watch the 1995 divisional <laughs> playoff game between the Chiefs and the Colts. Playing on guys, a sheet of ice. That field is ice, okay? And the fact that they played that game in that condition um, was one of the reasons, I know, uh, the quarterback of the kicker who shall not be named uh-huh. uh, played a role, but the field literally played a role because you couldn't move the football in the second half. So yes, they have, they have heated benches now. Like there's so much better technology to prepare yourself for this type of environment, but you cannot simulate it in Miami gardens. You just can't. So for the Chiefs, they're going to get the advantage because they're going to practice. Like I said, either tomorrow or Thursday, you know, in similar conditions, it won't be as cold as obviously Saturday night, but at least they'll be somewhat accustomed to it. Uh, and of course, we've seen Patrick Mahomes play excellent in playoff games where obviously it's cold, not as cold as obviously Saturday, but we have a track record. There really is no track record for the Miami Dolphins. And what's crazy about all this, too, is I think people are still going to be unconsciously loud because it's the first time Tyreek Hill is walking in that building wearing another team's jersey. So it's not like, you know, there might be some concern about the energy level of the, of the attention of focus if they were going to play the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? Because we've seen that, and they would be playing another backup quarterback in Mason Rudolph, honestly. Um, but because it's Miami, because they played them already this year, uh, I think it's a, a, a massive advantage for the Chiefs because all Steve Spagnuolo has to do is take away the first option. If we make him hold the ball, and Jalen Waddle is not 100% healthy, even though we do expect him to play in this game, then how is he going to be able to throw the football down the field in this type of weather conditions, in these type of temperatures? And, you know, one way to negate speed is to play in an ice box. And that's basically what they're going to be in on Saturday. We're talking to Nate Taylor, our Chiefs insider from The Athletic, looking just at Miami and where they're at as a team, too. I mean, you mentioned Waddle already who's banged up, even if he's trending towards playing. I mean, they lost Bradley Chubb a few weeks ago. They got Jalen Phillips. They also, I think, lost, I don't know what the latest with Van Ginkle as well, one of their their linebackers. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, this is a this is not the same Miami team, even from just a pure health standpoint. Yeah, and so I know this isn't going to be like a glamorous take, 
Um, but the player who scares me the most is probably their rookie running back, A-Chan, uh, because he's healthy, he's very fast, he can catch the ball out of the backfield, and he's not going to be guarded by Trent McDuffie or Ladarius Need the way Tyreek Hill is going to be. So um, the, the, the Dolphins are going to walk into Arrowhead with very limited options, with a quarterback, by the way, who's never played in the postseason. I think that's also something that you have to consider, too, is like you gain experience along the way, and they made the playoffs last year, but because of Tua's head injuries um, and his concussions, he, he couldn't be able to play. So um, you're asking him to go to Arrowhead in freezing temperatures and lead the team, uh, you know, past the first round of the playoffs. But it's hard to it's hard to do because they don't have the defense that they that they had. Right? I think their defense was really trending in a positive direction. Um, you know, they might not have Xavier Howard for this game. He's their best cornerback. Uh, despite Jalen Ramsey getting their Pro Bowl honor because he's Jalen Ramsey, I guess. Jalen Ramsey has not been good this season, guys. I, I do want to make that very clear. But no Bradley Chubb, no Jalen Phillips, uh, no Van Eagle. Like, their defense is decimated. So, for the Chiefs, it's just a matter of uh, being disciplined with, you know, the lack of penalties. You don't want to have that many penalties to back you up. You obviously want to run the football. Um, this is an Isaiah Pacheco game if there was ever one to have in postseason. And, you know, don't turn the football over. Like, if you do that, you'll, you're going to have chances to move the football on this defense um, because, unfortunately, uh, they're, they're, they're getting into the playoffs um, without their nucleus on that side of the football, which, again, puts the burden even more on Tua's shoulders. He's one of the few guys I would actually still ask us about because otherwise I wouldn't even ask the question based on how well they've done this year. But are, can they stop Tyreek two times in a row? I wouldn't normally ask that, Nate, based on how well they've done against pretty much every elite wide receiver this year. Tyreek is an exception because he has an exceptional talent. Yes. Yes, but th- I do think they can, right? And they, or they could at least make it mucky for Tua, right? Um, this is one of those games where if I'm Steve Spagnuolo, I'm leaning heavily in Tyreek's favor, and I'm asking, okay, Jalen Watt, Waddle, you're out here. Uh, we know you have an injury as well. We know you're not 100%. Go beat it. Okay, uh, who's the who's the Dolphins tight end? Does anybody know what's Just his name? Seki? No, he's not even there anymore. I don't even know who the hell he is. He's not even there. So, like, can the Dolphins tight end beat us? And again, um, I think Drew Tranquil has to be on the field all the time because A. Chant coming out of the backfield, I think, is their best weapon. Not named Tyreek Hill. So, um, there's a chance that Legarius Need with a week off. Obviously, he had a calf injury that he was dealing with. The last time we saw him against the Cincinnati Bengals, um, you would think that that would be, you know, that injury would not be as significant as it was a couple weeks ago. Trent McDuffie is obviously still excellent in coverage, so you have two options to try to negate Tyree Hill. And sure, he might have a he might have a highlight or two, um, but what you just don't want him to do is be that guy who has over 100 yards, who has two touchdowns. Um, you know, you want to sort of limit him because again, the this has been the book on Tua. Let them get behind. Don't make them be a you know two-dimensional team. Make them one-dimensional, which obviously eliminates the running game, which I think is still some of their best. You know, some of their best plays are still when they have some creative misdirection on the running game alongside that sort of zone, that sort of zone running attack that they have. Obviously, that's a major component of the Shanahan offense that they're sort of they're sort of using and leaning on. Um, but if Tua has to throw the ball fifty times in you know, sub freezing temperatures, like it's not going to be great. 
um, even if he does have Tyreek Hill, because, again, the Chiefs have one of the best secondaries in the league, and that's one of the reasons why they're having a home playoff game and the Dolphins are not. The Dolphins' secondary is not good. Um, and it's one of the reasons why Josh Allen, despite throwing two interceptions on Sunday, was still very effective because uh, there were there were holes and advantages to take all over the field. So um, I think the secondary can do it again um, because they really haven't let anybody be a game wrecker all season from the wide receiver position. I know there's not much at all you can take from a Week 18 game against the Chargers where it was backups all over the place, but McCall Hardman got 100% of the snaps, I believe, on the Chiefs' offense, and working him back in, do you take anything from that performance? Like, is that a sign that he's going to get some snaps from anybody else, or was that just, hey, look, he's playing in Week 18 and we needed somebody out there? It's it's both, but I would I would answer your question with one that I've really thought about, fellas. McCall Hardman or Kadarius Tony? Who do you want? McCall who do you Hardman, want on the field? Yeah, gotta be Hardman. Hardman. Yeah. Okay, so there you have it. I mean, I, you know, Kadarius Tony is a uh, a glimmering, shiny uh, talent, but you know he's been injured and he's been ineffective at times when obviously he's been on the field. Uh, you know, the Chiefs are the three seed, largely because of Kadarius Tony. Uh, you never want to put it on one person because it's a team sport. But I don't know, y'all. This is like the, this is like the best example we've had in a long time. Where if he just catches one of those balls against the Detroit Lions, and if he just lines up properly, um, they probably win two games. So I do think that the one thing you can take on offense. Well, I would say two things. It was very nice of them that they got to see what Blaine Gabbert could do in the offense against, you know, NFL-ish competition, right? Just so that he's not coming off extremely cold if he is required to play uh, like we all saw Chad Heaney have to do last season in the postseason as well. So I think that's a major plus. And secondly, yeah, they got McCole Harmon in rhythm. They know what routes he can run. They know he has a good relationship with the quarterback. It's one of the reasons why they traded for him. Um, you know, and right now he's he's healthier than he's healthier, more reliable, and honestly more efficient than Kadarius Tony. So I do think McCole Hartman's your fifth receiver um, for this game. You still have Justin Watson, you still have Marquez Valdez Scanlon, Rasheed Rice, obviously Travis Kelsey's your number one sort of pass catcher, and you can sprinkle in Justin Ross if you would like. Um, but I do think there's a role for for McCole Hartman because at least it forces the defense to honor his speed. And you can either use that as a decoy or you can use that to sort of stretch the field horizontally just as much as vertically with obviously the jet sweeps, the counters, the end around. Um, obviously, he can line up in the backfield if he would like. You know, that's some that's, He can kind of do some things that Jerick McKinnon can do if Jerick McKinnon is not available um, for this game, that being McCole Hardman. So um, he played well. You know, I know he had a couple drops uh, against the Chargers. But, again, that's a little bit of working with Blaine Gabbert um, and just trying to get back into the feel of like, yeah, you're playing every snap. So it's a good experience, and I do think he's earned a role for this game if the Chiefs uh, need him on a critical third down or if they need him for some creativity in the red zone. Last thing for me, Nate, since I think Andy Reid will probably get asked about it anyway, Mike Florio once again floating out the possibility of the end of an era for Andy Reid. I've never gotten a sense that he was close to the end. Do you think he is? Um, what's that man going to do? What is he going to do? I don't know, man. He'd get bored real fast. What, what you going to do, coach? Coach, coach, this is 
all you know, coach. Uh, I'm sorry, does, does Andy Reid still work with the, the most talented quarterback in the league? Like, no. Um, I, I have heard – I mean, I have not heard anything to suggest that Andy Reid is, you know, considering retirement. Um, I think Andy Reid is an optimistic but also a realistic person in understanding that, sure, like, you know, he's got a nice contract. He's got a nice job. Uh, they continue to win. Um, he's got much of the personnel in place. Now, that may be disrupted a little bit because guys like Brent Tillis and Mike Bergonzi, hell, who knows? They, they may get plucked for once, finally, you know, um, by another uh, franchise. But for the most part, things are in place for stability and success. Um, Andy Reid's health has not really been an issue this season. I, I like to remind people, too, that it was coming off of last training camp where we sort of knew that he had another, you know, sort of lower body uh, procedure. He wasn't walking around as gray. He was sort of trying to, you know, uh, get 100% healthy. You know, it hasn't you – know, obviously there was a whole COVID here based on people of a certain age, and, and he's obviously fit that category. Um, but this year there really hasn't been any health issues that I can tell or that anyone has, you know, uh, sort of explained to me in the organization. So I think he'll be – I think he'll be the coach next season. Um yeah, I just I, – I don't know. I mean, again, I, I, I'm a respectable journalist. I try to give people plenty of respect and, 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 and understand that we have a difficult job um, from a communication standpoint because, you know, we're asked to, to communicate in the best way possible in a, in a speedy manner, right? We don't, we don't always get the, the amount of time we want. Um, so I'm not necessarily questioning Florio, but I kind of am. Um, and I think last year with Jay Glazer was a great example, guys, where Jay Glazer asked him, and Andy was like, dude, he was like the 40th, 50th, 60th person to ask me, how long am I going to keep doing this? And I was like, I don't know. Maybe this is it. You know, <laughs> he's like yeah. he finally folded. And Jay, and Jay Glazer was like, we got him. You know, <laughs> whereas you would normally say, Hey, let's have another follow up. Let's let's like real like are you sure what are you exactly saying, Andy? Um but like so in some cases it's like, hey, Jay Glader wasn't wrong because he Andy Reed told him something, but also he wasn't right because he like Andy Reed wasn't definitive. Uh so um it's it's all, you know, conjecture and hilariousness and, and silly um it's not even a storyline. <laughs> like, like if this was an interesting storyline, I mean, okay. But like, I just, you, you guys are right. Maybe someone will ask it. I won't because I'm, I'm with Andy every day, and I mean, he, he loves this. And again, I have no idea what he would do if he wasn't coaching in the NFL, and he's one of the best coaches in the league. So like, he, he's, he's got the job he wants. So I mean, obviously it's up to him and his prerogative. But like, I, I just. I don't see it, fellas. All right, we will not be listening to Nate Taylor at eleven forty-five. <laughs> ask Andy Reid that question. Nate, appreciate it, man, and uh, we'll check in next week. Uh, hopefully, still talking about this team in the playoffs and maybe heading back to Buffalo, fellas. There has only been a small amount of stadiums that I have yet to be in, and this is largely because of COVID reasons and just the way the NFL schedule comes out. One of those stadiums is Buffalo. There you go. <laughs> You're telling me if they win, I get to see Patrick Mahomes' first true role playoff game in the conference, be in snowy Buffalo? Sign me up. I'm there. <laughs> I want to be there 
so bad. Um, but yeah, hopefully, you know, uh, the season will still continue. We'll have, I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about, but I mean, if it's going to be like this on Saturday, how is Buffalo the better alternative in week in round two? Definitely, definitely is potentially the case. Nate Taylor from The Athletic. He joins us every Tuesday here on Cody and Golden. Again, yeah, we'll hear from Andy and Patrick Mahomes along with Chris Jones coming up at 11.45. Trash of the day. All right, so we go to the UK for this one. And it has to do with some New Year's Eve festivities. I guess the article is from the UK. I apologize. It's an Alabama party goer, but the, the article in front of me is from a newspaper for whatever okay. reason in the UK. And it talks about, hey, New Year's Eve festivities. Look, things get a little crazy sometimes on New Year's Eve. You get a little alcohol going. You never know what's going to happen. And maybe you see something and you're like, man, this looks tempting to do. This might be something I want to, you know, let me check this out. Maybe this is something I can mess with. In this case, we're talking about what it must have been a giant urn. And let me just play the audio of the news story. I'm stuck. You're not going to be able to get out. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. This guy is stuck in the earth. He thought it was a good idea to go inside. Yeah, we are not breaking the park. I'll go now. Who are you? You're going to sleep out. You're going to sleep out. I'm doing everything I'm doing. Damn it. So he decided it was. The thickness of the southern accent that really makes it. I'm stuck. Help me, I'm stuck. So, so upset. he got stuck inside an urn during a New Year's Eve festivity, and you can hear the reaction as they were trying to rescue him, apparently with a hammer and a makeshift screwdriver chisel. Um, he got free. Well, that's they nice. They shattered it. Oh, that's and not great. obviously everybody's okay. Here's where I sympathize with this man. Oh. Before we completely mock him. You sympathize? I'm going to sympathize with him. I don't think it's all that uncommon to, to get walk, inside hold of on, a hold on what? to wait to wait to wait to walk past a big urn like that or to walk past a big like crock or container like that and be like I bet I could fit in that so wait when you I don't think it's weird to have the thought and then when alcohol gets involved I can't be surprised that some guy might actually climb in there so once. when you go to the Nelson Atkins art museum <laughs> and you go there and you go to the section where they've got some pottery and things like that. You've walked by and said, man, I wonder what it'd be like if I jumped inside of this thing. I think I've thought that thought. Have you not? <laughs> no. Is that on? I don't think I, I have. I, I don't think so. I feel like it's something that it, it, it crosses your mind. And I don't know if that's just a guy thing where it's like, oh, I wonder if this would happen. And you just, it, you're not seriously thinking of doing it. It's just, I, bet I, I wonder what would happen. He got inside, but he got stuck. Like, how did he get, I guess... Just the force of him jumping down into it got him yeah. in, and then he couldn't get out. Think about how many different times in your life, like, you thought something, like a kid getting their head stuck between, like, the arms of a chair. Sure. Of course, you always think, if it goes in, it'll come out. Not always the case in this situation. <laughs> Unfortunately for this man, he, you know, he thought, this if actually, I can get in this thing, I could probably get out, out of and all, then suction took place. Out of all, and all things of a sudden, not so much. to get stuck in, though, this is an easy one to get out of with help, though. Like, very, I mean, except for it's expensive, it's, and you're going to have to break oh, it. It's expensive, but I'm saying, like, eventually they could just chill. It's going to crack, and you're going to get out, and you're going to be okay. Yeah. So versus other things, like, you're like you're, you're seriously wondering, can you, like, guy gets chucked in the chimney. That's way more dangerous. How are we getting out of that? Like, yeah, that's a more, that's, a you got to get the firefighters, and that's a lot more complicated. This one, like, yeah, just break the vase or urn. Someone says they're going to bring one on Friday night for me. You're going to bring a, a oh, person to the playoff Pilsner beer release to the playoff Pilsner release party? 
If you bring one big Someone enough, says, between this guy and the Bass Pro skinny dipper, Alabama man replacing Florida man. Did you guys see that? That was, oh, yeah. Oh, what was it, last week? Jeez. This guy is at a Bass Pro and just, you know, the Bass Pro is the big fish tank or whatever, aquarium, fish tank, whatever. Uh, and this dude decided to take a little dip. I wonder what the temperature was of that water. Well, I mean, judging by was, the video, I mean, very cold. Yes. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> very cold. Well, that could just be. His, his natural state of being, right? Well, that'd be unfortunate. <laughs> Very. <laughs> but I think that water was cold. I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Very cold water for that guy in the uh, Bass Pro Shop. Mm. Why would you do that? Just what would Which one? You? The Bass Pro? <laughs> or the, the, both. <laughs> I mean, the Bass Pro one's a thousand times worse because you're getting a decent exposure on top of it as well. Yeah. He got escorted out by police. Again, another one where shop. I think if you were keeping your clothes on, I don't think it'd be a weird thought to be like, I wonder what would happen if I, just like how, you know, Fountain Lady ends up in there in Kaufman. Yeah, yeah. A lot Alcohol? of people have sat out there at Kaufman and thought, what would happen if I got in the fountains? Very dangerous, and by the way. And if you start drinking like enough. like spikes in that thing. Yeah, no, they really don't want you in there. It's not a safe place to be walking around. Someone said it's like the Salvation Army red pot at the Cowboys table. Well, Zeke jumped into that. That's a little bit different. That's a big enough pot. You know you're getting out. Didn't they hide? Uh, they hid uh, the turkey legs in there, Is too. Is that right? As well, I think, because Dak yeah, had they, they ran in there, and, they, and uh, whoever scored <laughs> pulled out a bunch of turkey funny. legs for everybody to eat. That's good. That's a good one. I didn't know that. Yeah, man. It's a great hiding spot. There's no doubt about it. That is the trash of the day. Reminder, coming up about 20 minutes, we head out to Arrowhead. Going to hear from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. But let's talk about what actual expectations are for this Chiefs team. And let's not forget what we all said the goal and really the successful season was just about six months ago. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Chiefs Kingdom. This is Mitch Holtis, and welcome in to the Chiefs Red Half Hour on Cody and Gold. Every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner, the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Well, some breaking news in the NFL. Adam Schefter moments ago tweeting out the Tennessee Titans have fired head coach Mike Vrabel. He went to four straight or had four straight winning seasons after becoming the head coach in 2018, but back to back below 500 Seasons, in fact, multiple games under 500. But this is a coach that will be hired immediately, and all eyes are going to be on what happens in New England for obvious reasons. His connection there, if and when we think it's just a matter of when Bill Belichick ends up leaving the New England Patriots organization, I would think Mike Vrabel becomes a heavy, heavy favorite to take the Patriots job. And if for some reason Belichick out of nowhere doesn't leave, then any of these other openings, Mike Vrabel becomes a top candidate. Uh, along with Ben Johnson, I think would become the two top candidates putting Belichick aside there for a list that I don't, again, I don't think that it has quite as many hot offensive coordinator names as you would normally expect in a coaching cycle or former head coaches with an offensive background. There's a lot of defensive guys this year, Dan Quinn, Vrabel, right? There's some, there's some former defensive guys out there, but Vrabel's proven he can win. I know they're coming off bad years. They've overachieved. That roster sucks in Tennessee. Roster's awful. It was, and before, when they were going to, like, an AFC title game, Ryan Tannehill was their starter. Ryan Tannehill was a perfectly fine NFL quarterback, right? Very similar to, like, Derek Carr. Derek Carr, nobody ever got Derek Carr to an AFC title game. 
managed to get Ryan Tannehill there and in an AFC divisional round game. They were competitive and in the playoffs and winning a division here and there. I assume Vrabel will get a job immediately. The funny thing about the oh, Patriots yeah. thing is one rumor is that if Belichick stays, Josh McDaniels yeah. is coming back. Yeah. Shocker of all shockers. And the other one is that the Patriots want Vrabel if Belichick's gone. Well, they should. They I, should. Yeah. I think other than Ben Johnson, who would probably be my first call because I want an offensive minded guy personally. Yep. Yep. Um, other than Ben Johnson, I think Vrabel will be second for me. I'd rather have him than Dan Quinn. Um, and Dan Quinn's one of the hottest coaching names in the entire Kansas City, and so is Harbaugh. I'd still take Vrabel. I, Vrabel has proven an ability to win at the NFL level. I just like him as a leader. Give him a good quarterback. I think things could really Yeah, he's above 500 as a head coach. Playoff three times, like you said, including that AFC title game against Kansas City. And, and I, that, I mean, as bad as it's been the last couple of years, right? Multiple games under 500. Think about with any other coach. I mean, I, I think they've overachieved even with these, what, six or seven win seasons based on the roster that he's been dealing with. Yeah. And it's a new era in Tennessee, right? Derrick Henry was given like a senior night speech after the game. They, wild, they gave him right? a microphone. Yeah. It was like senior night at a, you know, at yeah. a college or something. It was, Definitely it was kind weird. of bizarre. So Derrick Henry's out the door. Like you can connect the dots. If, if Belichick is out of new England, Vrabel becomes maybe the head coach at new England. Watch Derrick Henry end up with the Patriots next year as they bring in another young quarterback or something. I, I could see that, but yeah, absolutely. Mike Vrabel will be the same way we talk about on a smaller scale. Mike Tomlin, like, hey, if the Steelers were ever dumb enough to Someone fire him, would jump on him in a he'd minute. be hired in a second. Same thing applies here for Vrabel. And I understand, again, on a lesser scale, Vrabel hasn't won a Super Bowl. Mike Tomlin no. has. This is Kevin Clark put it really well. Kevin Clark over at the ringer. He said the best candidate for the Titans opening is Mike Vrabel, <laughs> which probably means it was a mistake to fire him. Because if right now you had a head coaching vacancy, you'd sure. be like, Mike Vrabel's the best fit. You might have fired the guy who ends up being the best head coach candidate out of anyone made available in this cycle, unless for some reason Bill Belichick is available, which I guess is another team that could possibly uh, open up the candidacy for that. But I mean, I like as far as a, the appealing nature of that job, you don't have a particularly good roster. You have no answer at quarterback. And then just fired a guy who had some success. I don't think I'd be jumping for joy taking the Tennessee Titans up. I'm not saying if you're, Eric Bieniemy, you don't take an yeah, interview. There's only 32 jobs right, in the league. Right, but yeah. I'm just saying that that job would be pretty low on my list. It's be- below the Commanders. It's below Atlanta. It's below the Patriots. They also don't have a quarterback and a particularly good roster. It's only they- better than the the uh, the uh, Panthers. Yeah, Panthers. Yeah, the Panthers. The only reason why it's below is at least if you it's, believe in Bryce Young. Maybe the re- take the Panthers job. one is interesting only because like, do you want to work with David or Dave Tepper, right? And that's why even. Um, you know, Brant Tillis, the, the Chiefs organization from a front office perspective, uh, who interviewed for a job there, I think, a couple years ago, but now is reportedly being uh, requested to interview there. Like, that's the calculation you have to make. Caroline is unique because we can – it's not just about weighing the the roster. It's do you want to have this dude as your boss? <laughs> and that that's the question, I think, in Carolina. But, yeah, the, the Titans, I, I do think, ultimately made a mistake here. I, I think – the roster is in a bad spot and they probably should hire an offensive mind. Like I'll give them that. Like they, they probably shouldn't hire the, like it'd be the dumbest thing. If you told me the Titans hired Dan Quinn, like that'd be the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. But if you you just hired Mike Vrabel to hire Mike Vrabel back, it's like a defensive minded coach who's done a decent job. But if they take a risk and hire a young offensive mind, then they got a shot, you know what I mean? Like to get fresh perspective in there and all that. But otherwise, yeah, it's a mistake. I'm surprised. I, I know I they're firing Atlanta, him. That's it, where I'd go. I know they're firing him, but I actually do think this is the rare circumstance where like, I don't want to be was, here. Mu- don't want it was kind of mutual at the same time where 
I don't think Vrabel liked the vision going forward of the organization either. It's the Andy Reid situation. Occasionally, these firings happen. I know that people want to say breakups are never mutual, but every once in a while, you run into them where they're like closer to mutual than normal, right? Versus, I'll be here forever, and you're like, get your ass out the door. I do think that this is one of those cases that he's like, yeah, like they're looking at each other in the eyes, gold, and they're like, this has run its course, right? But I still think the Titans are making a mistake. I, I do not think that they should let go of Mike Rabel. I think, yeah. again, I think Kevin Clark might be right. I think the best candidate for the Titans might be the guy they just let go. I don't know that they can find a better head coaching candidate than the one they just released off of their roster. Was their GM fired as well? Uh, no, 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 no. So their GM member was fired a, a year ago after the AJ Brown okay. trade. Yep. So no, it's the same. The, it's only logically, a by the way, they're yeah, no, it's the same GM that they've had for about a year. Cause they made a mess of that quarterback room. I, I know that, like Will Levis might work out. He might not, but Malik Willis, them oh, taking yeah. him and Will Levis hasn't worked. Ryan Tannehill is going to go and Derek Henry out the door. I mean, they, they have a full reset so, on the way. So how many openings are we up to six or seven, right? It's Carolina, Las Vegas, LA, Atlanta, Tennessee, Washington, Am I missing one? That's seven, I think, or six. Did uh, you say New England? Not yet. It's not open yet, yeah, but yeah. Okay. So we think. So seven, we think. By the way. Six right now, if I'm counting right. Add another coach that I don't want to end up with Justin Herbert and the Chargers. He's too good of a coach. I want oh, a worse one. I don't think the Chargers would go the defense Travis, again. I followed the Travis Kelsey model. I don't know if you heard his New Heights podcast a couple of weeks ago, and they asked about Belichick and the Chargers. He's like, no, man, he's a good coach. I don't want him. He's like, I hope they go find some college assistant and try to make him a head coach. If I mean, look, the Chargers, the, have right made, the Chargers have made plenty of bad decisions, so maybe they wouldn't. Despite what we just said about Vrabel, I think it would be a mistake. It would be a mistake for the Chargers to hire a defensive-minded head coach in Vrabel after just hiring Brandon Staley. Now, people disagree with that. I get I think it. Vrabel's, Vrabel's the a, exception He's here definitely a better coach. Quality of coach. He's definitely a better coach, but I... I still think the Chargers end up with with Harbaugh. I just do. I, I think Harbaugh ends up in L.A. But that's the breaking news here in the last five minutes or so. If you're just tuning in, uh, Mike Vrabel fired as the head coach of the Tennessee Titans. Another opening in the NFL. Let's get a quick break. Come back. We're going to head out to Arrowhead. Going to hear from head coach Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and Chris Jones right here on 610 Sports Radio. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.